0: (laughs) This is Teenage Scream, where we fondly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan. This is my co-host, Heather Parry. Did you hear me stumble there when I couldn't remember whether I'd done the right one or not? <laughs> what is it I usually say? You usually say fondly.
1: Okay. And I say lovingly. lovingly. Okay, so I did it right. Sorry, I'm making squishy noises because I've got a bit of sweetie stuck in my teeth.
0: We're so professional. Anyway. I like brought few...
1: um, vegan sweets back from Finland, and I was like, here, have some sweets. Not realising we were literally about to start recording. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is how professional we are. We've had coffee... And chocolate before, well, yeah, before recording this. Which are the two things you're supposed to not have. Why? Before you do voice work. Yes, really? Because they give you dry mouth. Oh. Mm-hmm. But well I was going to say we've had it, but I've had chocolate because what I did was bring in one each and then just ate the one that I offered you.
1: I would did that because I saw one sitting on the table and I was like, that one must be mine. And then I realized half was missing
0: and I was like, oh. <laughs> the thing is, I'd had one and then I realized I wanted another one. And then you weren't seeming to move on it. So I ate it. Wow. <laughs> That's how we're doing it. I was very much brought up in a house with a very hungry dad and brother, and if you didn't eat your pudding quick enough, they'd say, Oh, she's struggling, and take it off you. <sighs> I know. How rude. I know. So, anyway, speaking of. <laughs> welcome to Dino <dinner laughs> Scream.
1: they <laughs> stealing my chocolate. You can get me one later, that's okay. It's very nice chocolate. Um, these are nice as well.
0: Yeah. Friend thanks. I like that. I issue. shared
1: them equally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yet, uh, they remain near you. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> And you know that I'm doing this one, so I won't be able to eat them. <laughs> it's funny that you brought vegan sweets back from Finland, because I brought you a gigantic block of Parmigiana Reggiana from Italy. Yeah. that we Vegan not, fail,
1: Heather. That we now can't cut it off. <laughs> oh. I need to get a wire.
0: It was ridiculous. I tried mm-hmm. to, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm the worst vegan. I'm not eating, I'm just giving it to you guys.
1: Yeah, right? You just buy it. It's been made. <laughs> so that cow's already given that milk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, Kirsty, what book are we doing today? We are doing The Vampire's Promise <gasps> by Caroline B. Cooney. I was very excited to read this because the first one in the series, great. Yep. second one, terrible. This one, I was like, could go either way.
0: Are there even going to be any haunted shutters?
1: I mean, there are always haunted shutters. That's true. I'm going to say, up top, I really like this. Oh, did you not? I thought it was great. No, Kirsty, no. I thought it was really scary and sad. Well, oh yeah, all right. It's not often I find a point horror actually quite scary and disturbing. I thought this one was scary. There was like actual threat in it, which there almost never is.
0: I mean, there's fucking plot out the wazoo. We've got like three pages of notes here. So <laughs> I'll better get we, to it then. Shall we get on with the cover?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't like it. It's like a kind of weird low angle. Do they call it a Dutch angle
0: in film? Oh, low and, and sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what that is?
1: So it's a Dutch angle on a window, which is broken with blood on it.
0: Did you just turn into Taggart? <laughs> there's been a murder. <laughs> there's been a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the one Scottish thing that everyone in Scotland does do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone in England.
1: Or, More and, oh, You have to get really Scottish when you say that as well. <laughs> uh, the tagline is, N- I can't see it, never, never make, make a deal with a vampire. Never make really... a deal with the vampire. doesn't really go, does it? Never smile at a crocodile. Oh, that's, what, that's what you were goal. doing. Yeah, that's what I was think. doing. Okay. Can you not tell by my
0: beautifully in tune... Anyway. <laughs> I'd forgotten that the first book in the series was called The Cheerleader. It just said yeah. in the back and I was like, was it called The Vampire? <laughs> no, it, it should wasn't. have been called
1: The Vampire. It
0: should have. Well, no, The Cheerleader works. Like, anyway, 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 anyway. Shall we?
1: Yeah, do it.
0: So I'm going to give you the setup very blankly because it's actually quite, there's a lot going on. Um, It's very different to the others, mm. isn't it, Kirsty? So... In the setup to this, I like that you use my
1: name when we're doing the podcast. As if you could be talking to somebody else in this room <laughs> with two of us in
0: it. It's like kind of, it's, it. Maybe I've learned it from, like, how to win friends and influence people or something. Always <laughs> oh, use their name. No, that really works, you know. If you say people's really? name a lot to them, they think, like, oh, they know who I am and they care about me.
1: Mm-hmm. I find it quite, not when you did it just there, but I have noticed people doing it and I think it's quite patronising. Oh. Like, people that you have to work with do it. And I just feel like, yeah, all
0: right. People that you have to work with like me. <laughs> <laughs> People I like, have to work have with it, to like the disgusting. unnamed
1: freelance client that I had a difficult phone call
0: with today. Anyway. Bitchy! So, uh, we're already in the house when this starts. And vampires are discussed right from the beginning. So, if you remember in the last two books, it was kind of like a, a girl being um, dissatisfied with her life and their family's like moved into this provincial She big wanted old much more tower. than this provincial life. She has wanted much more than this provincial life. And then it's only like a quarter of the way through the book that she finds out that her flaps are haunted. Um, Which is you know? a shock. We've all been there. <laughs> um, is it about. When would you. Hmm, I'm just thinking, when would you find out that your flaps were haunted? Would it be a third of the way through your life? Probably. Teen, you'd have to die in your sixties, wouldn't you, for that to be a third? For you to get <laughs> you're looking so blank at me right now, I'm thinking, when does a person become familiar with one's flaps?
1: I'm gonna say, not sexually, but when you're little, play with your flaps all the time. Do you? Because it's just like a part of your body. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Do you not know, remember like being a little kid and like you have no sense that like your genitalia is like shameful in any way? Mm-hmm. So I don't remember. I remember like not really thinking of. My genitals as being any different than like my hand or my foot or my belly button or whatever.
0: Oh, I think I always knew they were
1: <laughs> shameful.
0: <laughs> shameful, yes. No, I've always I, had I a big
1: until I was older.
0: Ah, oh, well, okay. Until the world uh, squashed me in the way it does <laughs> so swiftly. Moving on. <laughs> um, there are six kids in this house: Lacey, Randy, Roxanne, Bobby. Sherry and Zach, that's four people with the E at the end mm. of the name. Uh, I don't like that. What horrible names? Lacey. I know a dog called Lacey. I know a dog called Lacey. Oh no, Lacey that I know died actually. Oh, she was really lovely though. Randy. No, it should be called Randy, apart from no. Randy Newman. It's Bobby. hilarious
1: for all British people. Yeah, because in case you're not British, here Randy means horny. Mm-hmm.
0: Horny's weird. I never used to like horny. Makes me think it's... of like ha ha.
1: Like a big old car horn. (laughs)
0: like a clown for some (laughs) Yeah, like a clown horn. Um, Cherie as well with like an E on the end. Zach's a really... Cherie's
1: nicer. I was reading it as Sherry, but Cherie's nicer.
0: Cherie. Hmm. Zach's a really American name.
1: Yeah.
0: Isn't it? Uh, Anyway, those are the names we've discussed on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Randy has convinced everyone to go to the mall house, as it's now known. Mm Mm-hmm. For reasons I can't recall. Yeah, I don't know. She
1: keeps, just keeps changing things, doesn't she? It wasn't be called, called that called the before.
0: Haunted Flaps House, surely. Mm-hmm. Um, as it's now known. Okay. 123 Haunted Flap Street. <laughs> <laughs> haunted Flaps Coder Sack, surely. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, of these tedious people, Roxanne is going out with Bobby, but she's going to ditch him because he's younger than her. Uh, but also, he's going out with Sherry. Cherie? Should we go with Sherry? Yeah, it's, it's nicer. nicer and then La- lacy notices the vampire and then boom he's out so it's shot out the gate there isn't yeah. he i don't know why i'm doing this arm to show you what shooting is go vampire vampire right out the gate he's there um and then he is immediately telling them that one of them has to be sacrificed to him so that the rest can go free so that's the setup that's scary is it?
1: I think it's scary. It's a lot scarier and it's a more immediate threat than in almost any other point horror ever.
0: Yeah. And then the rest of the book is essentially them going back and forth trying to decide who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the episode. And uh, thanks, Jenny. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, though. <laughs> I was going to go through the whole thing, but it's just too much. Like, that is essentially what the book is. Yeah. And of course, I am going to go through the whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's the entire plot. So it's really different to everything else. Like, she's just accepted that this is her fate now that she has to write about vampires.
1: Well, I mean, I've got an alternate reading, which we'll get to at the end. Of course which you fucking makes sense
0: of it, yeah. Okay. okay. Is it... Uh... You're looking oh, at me gee. like... Trying it. No. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just thinking of flaps. So, uh, speaking of flaps, I'm going to read this to you. Uh, Where are we? The mall house, said Bobby, that pathetic old mansion with the broken shutters. So... Is it now a MILF, the house? <laughs> their One, two, three, age, MILF Street. they age shaming it. Is that how? Is that what we're doing? Because it has to be a vagina, doesn't it? The tower. The tower must be a vagina. Come on would be Kirsty. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now it's old. Old vagina. But they really want to be in it still.
1: I mean, So yeah. is it is it MILF? It's like, you know you shouldn't, but you kind of want to. Oh. Mm. Is what I'm going to say.
0: Oh. Have you got some MILFs like that?
1: I mean, I have many a milf. My milf collection is vast.
0: <laughs> the field on which I grow my fucks is barren. <laughs> but my milf field, very <laughs> fecund. <laughs> did yeah. I did I say fecund to you? don't even day. know if I
1: pronounced that properly. That's a horrible word.
0: Fecund? <laughs> it oh, everywhere you fecund. say it's
1: worse. Yeah. Fecund. <laughs> it's getting worse. Move on, move on. Oh, wow. What's next? <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm <laughs> stuck on fecund. I have to say, I, I'm going to mention a little bit about Ginny. Okay. <laughs> Quote. Ginny? The, the, oh, she comes in later.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: The problem what I just thought I would fill the space while you were looking up the page. The problem was, Ginny didn't like compromising. Ginny liked having her own way. Who's that, Heather Parry? I think you should get to fuck. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you say this That's all
0: the you. time. <laughs> no, it isn't. That is literally you. Look... <laughs> There's no way I can defend myself for that sounding like a <laughs> Um Okay, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Lacey. Lacey had never had a boyfriend before Randy. Randy made her nervous and unsure, and dating made her very nervous and very unsure. But she wanted to participate. She wanted to be doing what all the songs on the radio station said you should be doing, falling in love. She didn't really love Randy, but she was trying. Oh, I kind of think it's really sweet.
1: I'm also. I also put the word "being" in front of it. Being Randy made her nervous. <laughs> she wasn't in love, but she was trying being Randy.
0: <laughs> she didn't really love being Randy. Yeah, she was trying. <laughs> wow. Maybe that she's just every teenage girl mm-hmm. um, confused about what to do with her shutters. Yeah. Oh, and she's just so sweet. Lacey had never been in trouble or even close to trouble and found herself strangely attracted to the idea of her parents making an ordinary phone call, finding no Lacey, first being confused, then furious, then panicked, and finally weeping, wondering, aching with fear and loss.
1: Oh, I liked that bit because I was like, I feel you. I was also an overly dramatic teenager. (laughs) And I would have liked the thought of like drama happening around me. (laughs) Do you know? I would I would have been into that.
0: I feel like CBC is just writing you now.
1: Well, do you know what else I really liked? Uh, have we met Kevin and Marty?
0: We haven't yet. Oh, oh I've I'm bringing just in all up, the characters
1: there. There's so many other characters. Because I also really like this bit. Um, Mardy favoured him with a look of absolute loathing. But Kevin, being as stupid a boy as her brother, misinterpreted Marty's look as one of agreement. That backseats and kisses were tops on her list too. <laughs> I just feel like CBC like, gets teenagers in a way that other point horror writers don't. Like, I feel like, I mean, I'm not saying they're realistic. I just feel like some of the emotional beats that she describes, like, you can connect with. Like, I'm sure I had that same experience as a teenager of, like, looking at my high school boyfriend and just thinking, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he was looking (laughs) back at me like, yes, you should give me a blowjob. And I'm like, that's really not what I was trying to convey to you at all.
0: Yeah, and to be honest, that's the strength of this book. The character. It's, it's essentially like a bunch of character like um, explorations, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. The plot isn't really that much to top, write home no, about. No, the
1: plot is just what you said at the top of the episode. Like, yeah. that's the whole plot, basically. That's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, she writes these like, characters really well. I actually like this one as well. Cherie fulfilled the Barbie doll premise. She was incredibly thin and yet voluptuous. She had masses of fluffy hair, and yet none of it ever fell into her oval face. Her eyes were immense, and she wore tinted contact lenses to make them bluer. She even dressed like a Barbie doll. No skirt was too short, no blouse was too glitzy, no tan was too dark." Now, that could read as like, side-eye, but I think she's being like, no, she knew She's owning it. She's owning Mm. it, yeah. She's she's throwing gender out of the window. She's being like, this is all a ridiculous performance, and why not? Mm -hmm. She's kind of legally blonde.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's like, (laughs) oh, you want me to be a Barbie? give you fucking Barbie. I'll be a fucking Barbie. I'll oh be 100% Barbie. You've not seen Barbier than this.
0: <laughs> you want Barbie? Get this. <laughs>
1: <Goodness. laughs> Suck on this. Um, so, plot. But I have to say, CBC is the most literary of the point horror authors. Like, I love this. I just think this line is genuinely so good. Quote, Popcorn and perfume lay on separate levels in the room, and beneath them, the smell of the vampire rose like dirty fingers. Oh! I mean, that's fucking good. Like, in a regular book,
0: that would be good. Wait, but sorry. So dirty fingers just come up wiggling out of the ground, do they?
1: No, I'm imagining the smell of dirt. She means that he smells like dirty fingers. Oh, right. I the vampire smells like dirty it hands. rose
0: like dirty fingers.
1: Oh, that's not how I'm reading it. Because she's talking about the smells. The smells of popcorn and perfume. And then the smell... Of the vampire rose, and he smells like dirty fingers. Although I see what you mean, which is not a, not a very good description. But if she means that he smells like dirty fingers, dirty like fingers. that's gross and she's, so good.
0: She's really good at describing a dank smell. Yeah. maybe she's a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. I mean, it would explain a hell of a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would explain all of the perfume. Um, I'm sorry for being sniffly by the way. I this po- I'm allergic to this podcast. I think that must be it. I'm allergic to. I think it's just podcast. cold in here
1: was it that makes your nose run if it's cold i think,
0: I think i've just been had a cold for Maybe. the entirety of this year so plot um so they've all got a they, he's trapped them in this kind of downstairsy mini bit um and bobby tries to run through the open door because the door is just open so you would but he gets stuck in this sort of vampire force field and um, i've just written here where are you getting your vampire facts from CBC? Mm. Because, again, I think you're just making them up. She
1: does make it up because a lot of her thing about like vampires grant wishes. Like, where not was that? they go? <laughs> you're thinking of a genies, genies. <laughs> or fairies, maybe.
0: That's Blue Will Smith. Um, fairies oh, don't, don't grant wishes, that. do they? They can.
1: I don't know about grant wishes, but they can give you things that you want.
0: Yeah, they can make you fly and whatnot. Mm. Um, very much the Peter Pan. <laughs> thing I there.
1: didn't realise that's what you were going. He's not a fairy. Pardon? Oh, no, Tinkerbell, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're not a fairy. He's not a fairy! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he's stuck in this force field and then Lacey tries to move him but he is firmly fixed there and apparently what is happening to him in that moment is that he's witnessing all of the vampire's victims. Mm. And again, CBC. (laughs) What? (laughs) So the power that's keeping them in there is the combined trauma of all of the vampires victims is that it
1: i mean that ties in perfectly to my alternate reading oh
0: no oh my god i feel like this is gonna be really Mm. dark i mean it's
1: i think it's the darkest fuck book
0: we'll get mm. Mm. okay so lacy turns off their torch and for some reason this frees bobby (laughs) okay okay all right. Um, but then they're all properly scared afterwards because they realise that this is not a game, which I, I think you were there from the outset. This is not a game.
1: You're, <laughs> in, a, you're in a vampire's this basement. This is
0: serious business. <laughs> and you've already mentioned yet more characters Kevin and Mardi. Mardi. It's a bad name. R
1: D E E. For any non British listeners, Mardi in England, particularly in the north of England, I'm going to say, it's means like, word. Oh, is it? Yeah. We used to say it where I grew up as well. But oh. I guess that wasn't, I mean, that was Cheshire, so it wasn't yeah. that far away. <laughs> but it means like grumpy.
0: Yeah, like Mardi Bum. Yeah. Mardi Bum is someone who's been, who's got a face like a smacked ass, as my grandma would have said. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kevin is Lacey's brother, and he's trying to get a date with his crush, Mardi. So um, maybe
1: they're like the seven dwarves. There's Randy, <laughs> Mardi, so you would call them like horny and grumpy, <laughs> like the dwarves. <laughs>
0: Sneezy, oh, that's yeah. me. <laughs> You're We've sneezy, horny, and grumpy. <laughs> what are you? All of them as well. Let's be real. <laughs> wow, that was a really horrible layback in that chair. You just I, did. Know. Just <laughs> that. I feel like a like a rapper, or like a strip club or something, <laughs> leaning back in this chair. <laughs> um, I also think Kevin is actually quite cute as well because when he rings Mardy up to ask her on a date, it's really cute. It's really cute. Kevin's tongue felt like a lost mitten. <laughs> what? see the thing
1: about CBC sometimes she really nails a metaphor and sometimes she doesn't <laughs> felt like a lost mitten <laughs> like woolly oh. dirty singular? In should there be pod? two? <laughs> you
0: only have one tongue <laughs> disgusting you have to read his bit like a proper like, teenage boy though like this is Kevin from school Kevin James <laughs> fine his voice was not fine
1: Oh, That's so cute!
0: That's so sweet! Nice. They are cute.
1: See, I like all the characters. She's good at character.
0: But Mardi says about Sherry, Sherry is all body and no mind. Oh, bitch! Burn. Anyway, they go out and she wants to crash the party at the mall house because her brother, Bobby, is already there. Is it Bobby? Yes, my older brother, Bobby. So they are essentially the younger kids that are trying to like, geg in on all the siblings. Geg in. Is that funny? <laughs> Just like when you say things like that. G- <laughs> you
1: go all rather,
0: it's great. I think that's um, from Liverpool. Oh, is it? I think I've stolen that off my mate Hannah, yeah. Geg in. I forget that not everyone says all these things all the time. <laughs> um, so they go over to the mall house. Uh, but they don't find them yet and meanwhile this other strand is going on. It's very filmic, isn't it? You're waiting for them to get together.
1: Yeah, like it's cutting between scenes almost.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's sliding doors. <laughs> no, it's <probably> not <laughs> sliding doors. Um, so Roxanne has a hammer back in the basement for some reason. Roxanne and her hammer? <laughs> that famous tale? That famous Beatles song? That was mm-hmm. Maxwell, isn't it? What? Maxwell's silver hammer. Have have you I have no heard idea what you're talking about. It's this Beatles song about... Like, this murderer. Oh. Yeah, Maxwell's silver hammer came down on her head. It's dark. Weird. I don't really
1: know the Beatles very well. Like, I was playing this (laughs) game, this five-second game, where you've got five seconds to think of three examples of different things, and, like, they're on a card, so it'll be, like, three towns that begin with M, or three... Shades of Blue or something, and one of them was three Beatles songs and I couldn't think of three. Are you songs. fucking kidding me? No, I couldn't think of when three. When were you born? <laughs> I mean, after the Beatles.
0: Yeah. I just don't... How do you... I, I mean, I, I was brought up any. listening
1: to the Beatles, were you not? No. My dad liked like a lot of rock, like Led Zeppelin and My dad was Drake cool. <laughs> didn't like the Beatles. Excuse oh my me. God.
0: My dad because also... Because my dad was not a basic bitch. <laughs> My dad also listened to Led Zeppelin and people like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're not that underground if you listen to Led Zeppelin. Like, they're (laughs) pretty popular. I
0: just, I I find that amazing. No, I don't know. Neither of my parents really listened to the Beatles ever. We we went to see a Beatles tribute act uh, before Christmas because my mum bought us tickets to them and they're actually very good. And there was, like, a woman who must have been in her late 50s sat next to David. And, obviously, David really loves to flirt with middle-aged women and they love him. So they got talking and she gave him mandarins out of her bag. Oh. Which is really weird. And she was like, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard any Beatles music. And I wanted to be like, what fucking planet do you live on? How is that? How could that possibly be I've the game? I've heard case? the
1: songs and like, if given more than five seconds, I could have thought of them. But just on that moment, oh, right. I just was like, uh. And then all I could think of was yesterday. And I was like, that's not, that's just John Lennon.
0: No, that's the Beatles.
1: No, well, I should have imagined."
0: Actually, I think that is what I
1: thought of it. I don't fucking know. And then I was like, (laughs) something about Lucy. Lucy something. And then I just couldn't think of any.
0: Remind me never to do a pub quiz I don't like...
1: Well, if it's a Beatles-themed pub quiz, no, don't. Do
0: you know what? And this old man was stood next to me and he was really annoyed with me and then I eventually won him over. And then at the end he was like, how do you know so many songs that were written 30 years before you were born? And I was like, it's the Beatles. What's wrong with it? (laughs) They're literally the most famous pop group of all time how could you you're only in your 30s how could you possibly know the Beatles songs what I don't know a lot I hardly know any oh but it God. depends what you
1: grew up listening to and like what did your parents listen to and it's so fine my like mum's a
0: basic bitch I'll just let her know it's her birthday tomorrow you tell her that right now she'll <sighs> slap me right in the face and she was gonna read one of your books you know no, and she's not going to I bet why because I'm gonna tell you called her a basic <laughs> bitch <laughs> Anyway, back to Roxanne's silver hammer. Uh, she says she's going to bash the vampire that's with it. name. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, That's the name. No, I'm not even going to get No, don't. No. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so she's going to bash the vampire and then she digs a hole in the floor. hmm And that just reminds me of that bit on The Simpsons where they're in that hole. And then he says, We'll dig our way out. And then he oh, just yeah. goes, Dig up, stupid.
1: <laughs> so, some, some episodes, everything's an Alan Partridge reference. For a while you were doing only Star Trek references, <laughs> have you just been watching The Simpsons? Because now, the Simpsons everything's a Simpsons at reference. At all. Okay. Do you know what I've been watching? Because I'm apparently 10 years behind everyone else on pop culture, or I don't even know how far I am behind if I don't know the Beatles. I've been watching the thick of it.
0: Oh, it's really funny, it's so isn't it? so good. Yeah, I've only watched like a few episodes right near the beginning. I can give you the DVDs if you want. Oh, I have no manner by which to play a DVD. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Aww. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Pitying look of you Aww. then. Oh, how Aww. might you? Oh.
1: Well, I'm sure you'll be like, who's got DVDs? <laughs> right, but there you go, I've been watching it and it's very funny.
0: It is very funny. Um, so
1: now I'm 10 years behind being annoyed about Malcolm Tucker's being fired. You don't know what I'm talking about, so carry on. <laughs> Everyone listening will be like, "Yes."
0: Next, you'll be watching Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could get
1: back the hours I spent watching Lost.
0: Do you know what I lived in? Um, I lived with nine girls in my first year at uni, and um, they all fucking loved Lost. Actually, no, this was the second year, so they made me watch it, and of course, I didn't want to be left out, so I would sit in there and watch it with them. And from like the second episode, I was like, "They don't know how they're going to end this. See, and I, I had be shit.
1: I had more faith than that." No. I lasted until I think about halfway through the second series and then I was like, no, they can't. No explanation can encompass all of these things.
0: My favourite thing was that they had a character named after a really famous philosopher who's had absolutely nothing to do with them at all so it was like them just saying they knew a philosopher. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, sorry if you fans of Lost, do tweet at us and it tell us how. It did start well.
1: I'm just unconvinced. Like American TV shows always go on way too long and they yep. always pretend that that's what they intended all along and it's just bullshit. It's just made up. They only have enough story for one series. It's the same with Prison Break. They only had enough story for one season, but then it was really popular, and so they needed to come up with more story for subsequent seasons,
0: and they haven't got any story. Do you know the exception to that rule?
1: Breaking Bad. Okay. The more people tell me to watch it, the more I won't watch it. If nobody tells me to watch it for a year, I'll probably watch it.
0: And I can relate heavily to that. (laughs) So I will stop telling you. (laughs) So, let me get back to Roxanne's Silver Hammer. Okay. Because I've just written here, a hammer is penis. Oh, okay. Um, so that That's she's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roxanne's hands memorized the hammer. Oh, God, Three had textures. Had were you handle, so naughty when you
1: were reading this? A
0: handle, slip covered in corrugated rubber for a better grip. Shaft, smooth cold metal. Head, bald and strong with sweeping claws. Right, Please I'm tell Heather, me that's number not number one, a penis doesn't
1: have claws. Number two, you don't put rubber on it so you can grip it better.
0: <laughs> Why has she got this teenager manhandling a shaft of something that much and then going into it in that much detail?
1: That moment is weird, <laughs> but ties in really well with my alternate reading. Is it about gender? Nope. Shame. Okay. Uh, would you like it to be? I'm sure I could cobble something together.
0: No, no, no. I will go with what you've got. Oh, my God. There's still so much of this to get through. Okay. Uh, so Roxanne digs a hole in the floor with her penis, and um, it doesn't <laughs> particularly go very well. <laughs> um, there's a really funny bit where someone says, you would have thought I'd have reached a fear saturation point, but no. <laughs> As in, like, they just kept getting more and more scared. This is scary.
1: This book's scary. I,
0: I don't mean, know it's if we're quite... really
1: getting it across. I think it's really maybe the scariest point horror. Really? I feel like there's an actual threat in it. In almost all of them, you're like, this is dumb. Just um, tell a grown up, and it'll all go away.
0: <laughs> I've got a, OK, I'm just going to read this to you. Who Who is this? Zach came from a family in which time. It's Zach. That's the answer. <laughs>
1: oh god i did a joke i I shouldn't
0: have you shouldn't have done a joke okay i'm gonna continue carry on zach came from a family in which time was never wasted it was important to make the best possible use of all time zach's mother had had an extensive program of cultural activities for zach when he was young they had always been going to the egyptian wing of the museum or the children's concert or the lecture at the symphony Zach's father set an example of always having a book along to read. Should they be caught in traffic or have to sit an extra half hour in a doctor's waiting room? Zach's parents saw to it that all summer vacations were Important Experiences, capitalised. And all evening events were, capitals, meaningful and packed with knowledge. It me. Really? Yeah. I can't have a minute off. But your family wasn't like that. It was. Oh, was it? Yeah. I did double gymnastics on a Friday evening.
1: Wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah very much hard relate to that one so that's zach and zach says they should just wait it out they should just wait out the whole situation but then they realize that the vampire can always make it nighttime mm-hmm. what, what what are you doing cbc that's horrible that's not the case though yeah that's scary <laughs> so instead zach hangs out of a window uh and finds someone or something peeling off his fingers so he'll fall it's horrible and then he does fall and he's dead oh no wait he's back inside and the vampire says he didn't do that anyway okay just because it's scary you can't escape (laughs) (laughs) so i just feel like we got to the absolute nub of any movie
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's scary because you can't get away from the thing that's dangerous yeah (laughs) that's why it's scary um so Marty and what's his name kevin are outside at this point, and Mardi sees a vampire in the tower, and they all get scared. Her and Kevin get scared. Um, and also someone's sister, who you've mentioned, Ginny, uh, is getting scared because they, did, whoever the brother or sister is, I can't remember, is scared because they didn't bring the car back. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on that's not entirely meaningful to sort of the thing. Yeah, there's just a lot of back and forth in the plot, really. There is, yeah. And then we get this brilliant line, uh, the tower's exterior shutters banged eagerly ah. <laughs> cbc
1: tonight you'll be like david um, my you? shutters are banging eagerly
0: <laughs> banging Attend, david
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> is that an attend, eager bang david an eager banging <laughs>
0: oh god <laughs> attend is that how you signal to annie that you're ready in the boudoir attend no, I, I guess... can say what I want now because you're eating sweet. Yeah, is ah! what you do. <laughs> no,
1: I just lie naked on bed with my legs open and click my fingers. No, I don't. That's gross.
0: Best novelist,
1: Kirsty the... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someday I'm going to regret everything I say on this podcast.
0: Anne Marie, mm-hmm. attend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on. I've only got on. half an hour. I don't know why you're like Barbara Cartland in my head. <laughs> yes, I do. Why do they only have half an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Roxanne, with her cock hammer, uh, finally digs through the floor. It's, why would you be doing that? It's so ridiculous. Um, and then she finds the vampire's nest. Mm-hmm. CBC, why do you not understand vampires? She's just making it up as she goes A along. A fucking nest. Yep, why? Maybe she's thinking of hamsters. Hampires. <laughs> she's just getting confused. <laughs> The whole thing's ridiculous the vampire no longer possessed the door like what what's going on here like i don't understand and then randy says um the vampire left because you invaded his nest what and that means he'll come back the minute you're out of it so so if you get in a vampire's nest it goes away Mm -hmm. and then if you get out of the nest it comes back i think we've agreed she's just making
1: it up (laughs) as she goes along
0: so this makes the vampire run away. So they make Roxanne stay in the hole. Forever. <laughs> Except that doesn't work. And then he just goes. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm. <laughs> CBC. She just knew she could get away with writing anything because everyone likes her the most. Um, and then, as you might know, this episode is just me reading bits from the book because it is very back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, can I read you an amazing bit? <clears throat> I love an amazing bit. So they all start thinking about how they can get out there um, and what they reckon is that they're going to have to sacrifice one person. And this is Zack talking about leaving Lacey. A sick taste rose up in his throat. He told himself it was the atmosphere in the mansion. Horror had a flavour and an aroma all of its own. But he knew in his heart that the truly horrible event of the night was not what the vampire intended to do. The horror was himself leaving Lacey. I actually think
1: this whole bit is really well done. Really? Yeah, I do. Like, okay, so, well, well, I was going to read a bit after this next bit, but you tell the bit and then I'll read the bit.
0: So basically they um, have a vote and Cherie Cherie, says that they should sacrifice Lacey. So they do. And then they all leave. And as you read there, they immediately regret it. But see, I think that's smart because you were saying, like, the horror is that he
1: knows he's capable of doing it. The, the horror isn't doing the thing. It's like knowing that you are capable of doing the thing.
0: You've bought so heavily into this book. In a way, it, that I think I just... it's
1: really good. So here we go. Um, so they do go back. So they do abandon her. Mm-hmm. They say, "Well, fuck her. She's cannon fodder. Let's go." But they do come back, and then quote, "They they said, oh, you know, uh, they they say, oh, but we were decent in the end, weren't we? Look, we came back, and we have this quote." Lacey did not tell them how it felt to be utterly alone, alone forever. She looked at Roxanne and Cherie and she let them be proud. She said softly, Yes, you were decent in the end. I just think that's so sad and like so grown up that she wants to be like, No, it's not okay. Like, you just did a really horrendous thing. But she like lets them make it be okay.
0: She's very even though it's not okay. Mm. Yeah. And oh, book, I think it's
1: horrible. This
0: book really isn't about vampires at all, is it? No, that's why I've got an alternate reading. <laughs> Which is why she's making up any old shit that she Yeah, fancied. no, it's not. The
1: vampire uh, could be anything. And, well, I'll get to what I think it's really about.
0: And he's also not really the same vampire as before because he's not granting any wishes. No. He's not the vampire genie that we had previously. No, I think she's
1: had a completely separate idea but has <laughs> also at the same time got a contract to do the threequel. <laughs> for this and then she's been like "Ah, oh, fuck it
0: I'll, I'll just I'll make put a them nest together yeah I mean what what could it have been that wasn't a vampire that can keep people in rooms and make it all night and lives in the nest and she's just changed she's done like a find and replace for this word for vampire I mean vampire. Then, maybe
1: not the nest part but what, someone just, who can like keep people troll? with threats of violence <laughs>
0: I'm just trying to think what uh, oh you did eyebrows then mm. to indicate that you've got no t- <laughs> 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 reading we'll see um so yeah, as you mentioned, they all go back and Randy offers himself instead. And the vampire says no one will even remember him as all this will be wiped from their minds. Which is, again, quite scary. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're the hero, no one will ever remember they're the hero. They will just never remember you again. Which is grim. Is this an allegory for war?
1: But see, yeah, right? I think it's really dark because I feel like if if you were in a position where you could like do something heroic or like sacrifice yourself to save someone. I feel like you might uh comfort yourself by thinking, Well, you know, at least I'll be remembered as a hero or like mm. everyone will know that I did this good thing. But no one will even remember. Yeah, that or you remember existed. you ever. Yeah.
0: Nothing about you, new memories they had with you, they will go on with their lives as if nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, she's making up some fucking rules, but I fine. mean that's not
1: part of vampire law for sure. No. But it's scary.
0: Yeah. It is quite scary, but but because Randy has volunteered, now he can't be the one. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Is <laughs> it
1: like it's like Catch Twenty Two, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you if you're mad don't enough... want to fly, then you're sane enough that you have to fly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it when people actually know what Catch Twenty Two is. I know that's like a dickhead oh, literature thing it. to do, <laughs> but everyone's always like, "Oh yeah," but the thing is, I want to go. Um. But I also want to stay at home. It's Catch Twenty Two, and it's well, like that's not what. No, that's just t- two choices that you could make. Read a book, you Dick. <laughs> read a quite difficult book. We're being very. Ableist. Excuse me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I read that book when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh
0: God, it's very good. I and probably anyway,
1: understood like ten percent of it.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> but, you know <laughs> oh, just that's fine. I just mainly mm-hmm. got the what Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, is yeah. not mm-hmm. the rest of it. And I only
1: read it because it was like my dad's favorite. So I was like, oh, I better read it then. It is <laughs> a damn
0: good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Randy can't be sacrificed now. So Cherie, who we'll remember is kind of a bitch because she um, wanted to leave Lacey in the first place. She now wants to play the game. So she's like, if I volunteer, Randy volunteered and now he's exempt. So if I volunteer, I will be exempt. So she does volunteer, but guess what? That's not how it works. Does she have to use her body
1: and her brain if she wants to play the game? <laughs> Fun <has. laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? Isn't that because one of the twins was
0: called Cherie?
1: No, they no. were called Martina and something. Of course you fucking know what they were called. <laughs> Martina and Michaela?
0: Kirsty Logan. Something you should like be that. ashamed of yourself.
1: Why?
0: <laughs> something else could be in your head in that. Part I know, of your what head. a waste of brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I sometimes think about all the like Britney Spears song
0: lyrics that I know and
1: I'm like I could have learned pie to 500 places or something, but no, that's
0: what I learned. The Britney lyrics, mm-hmm. it's a sad time. So, Cherie now not allowed to be exempt. <laughs> In fact, he's like, oh, cool, you volunteered, so I will actually sacrifice you. And I oh, know that's not what Sheree wants, is it? No. Uh, but he understands her shit game. He's changing the rules. But guess what, Kirsty? Twist. The vagina flaps vampire... Vagina flaps vampire appears. It was a different vampire all along. Oh my god! What is going on? Why is it a different vampire? Vampire threesome in your flaps. <laughs> oh, look! musty, like fingers. Oh. So, flaps vampire <laughs> says he, he made count flaps. <laughs> count flappula. <laughs> says he made no such deal. As in like the one that he's saying that they have to sacrifice someone. No, I understand that. Yeah, just making sure. No, not flaps. Not flaps. Deal not with Flapula. <laughs> so Count Flappula says he's going to eat the people outside. That's Kevin and Marty. Mm-hmm. So the kids. So Vampire of the Nest says that Everyone should leave quickly. Oh, no, Vampire Up From The Nest sort of puts a call out of the PA, doesn't it? And it's like, get away, <laughs> get away, young people, get away. And then Lacey volunteers... You went really Alan Partridge there. <laughs> <laughs> get away, get away. <laughs> um, Lacey volunteers to be sacrificed. Why? Because she already knows how lonely it is to be left in the thing. Because she's a good person. Mm, I don't think it's particularly good if you... I just think it's stupid if you want to be sacrificed. Well...
1: Don't it's look not at that me she like wants to. Don't look
0: at me like, well, I would sacrifice myself, Heather. So I think Depends you'll find who else it. is in the room. <laughs> Eternity with these cunts. Uh,
1: yeah. Or death.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So everyone leaves her um, with plans to save her that all get thwarted on the way out. Oh that's a good word. Thwarted. 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 I enjoyed that. <laughs> and then uh, can you remember how our heroine saved herself last week?
1: In the snowman, when oh, she might have been trapped, she in burned the snow. her way out of the snowman. Did
0: she burn her way out? Guess what happens <gasps> in this podcast? Lacey has a lighter no. and she sets the nest on fire, and then roll, literally rolls away. The lesson is always have a lighter. I always guess. carry fire. Um, fire solves all your problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline fire on solves. the point horror that we write. <laughs> Problem? Um, burn it.
0: <laughs> and Lacey finds her brother outside, uh, and then they leave. Yep. So, but what happens to Count Flappula? Stays. With the Waits nest- for the next group of morons. So she's burned out the nest vampire. Who, and why was he there? Moved in. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone from a vampire lives in the haunted flaps of a tower. Here's what this really is about. Vampire squatter's rights. Because <laughs> the fla- Count Flappula clearly owns the building. Right. And then this other guy just fucking appears and is squatting in the basement. And then a bunch of kids appear and find it. And he's like, that's my nest because I'm a vampire. Mm-hmm. And then Count Flappula comes in and is like, no, I don't think so. this is where I live. And then at the end, Count Flapula's not done any of his usual shit. And he's just still there. Yeah. Now they can chill together. And that's how What We Do in the
1: Shadows came to be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just wild. Like, it's such a weird non-plot. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. I feel like she got
1: caught up in, like, writing these characters and, like, the kind of conflict between these characters and then was like, oh, shit, I better have something happen. I guess
0: vampires in some hay or something. What she had there was a bunch of character studies. Yeah. And nothing to do with them. But I like that. Oh, yeah. Although, you know, there's a bit here, Kirsty, that makes me not feel good about CBC. Uh-oh. <clears throat> this is from chapter 13. I'm ready. She thought of the days in which we honour the vanished. Memorial Day, Veterans Day, President's Day. I never, never honoured anybody, thought Lacey. I just went to the sales at the department store. I forgot them. I live because they died. I forgot them, as I will be forgotten. So. Do you think she's a secret, like, American patriot-style person? Do you think she's got loads of American flags up in her garden? No, I think that you can...
1: Well, speaking personally, I think that you can have two thoughts in your head at once. You can think that No, 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 no. (laughs) I think that you can think... Because I also feel really uncomfortable with, like, holding you know like buying the poppies and being like Mm -hmm. these brave boys blah 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 that makes me really uncomfortable and I feel like you can be uncomfortable with that and you can understand that war is terrible and they were just sent away to die by some politician Mm -hmm. who never cared or knew them you can think that but you can also be sad that they died and understand that they thought they were fighting well I don't know some of them thought they were fighting for a good cause yeah and you but you can still so you can think it was completely unnecessary for them to die and wash that would have happened in the first place, but you can also kind of i don't know about the word honor, yeah, but you can still like be sad that they died in that circumstance,
0: yeah, I just think like I find like Veterans Day i don't know, I find it used as a way to like reindoctrinate people on things like. You get things in America with around the troops that you don't get anywhere else. Like I remember being on a plane to get well in a line to get on a plane in Hawaii and someone had like uniform on. So everyone started like saluting and like shaking hands and be like, Thanks for serving our country and I was like, Is that you I don't think you get that?
1: Like I know
0: people in the army and in the RAF and stuff and that's just not the culture of it over here.
1: I wouldn't say that to someone.
0: It made me feel really weird. Because I was like, well, I'm not saying anything because I'm not from your country. But I think
1: patriotism is unique in America. I think True. there's not a lot of countries that think of patriotism in the same way.
0: Like, I think I was we just, certainly don't hear. I've just queered her right up in my head as well. CBC in my head is some sort of like queer hippie. That's cause what, that's what we want.
1: <laughs> that's what we want her to be.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like
1: she's like um, Tovey Anson in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want
0: her to be like. Do we figure out if she's gay? Um, not Tove
1: Jansson, I think she's, no, she's quite famously, famously, gay. famously gay.
0: Um She never writes about her husband.
1: I think she is married, but that doesn't mean she's not queer. Mm. I mean, we're just gonna queer her through choice.
0: She reads a mystery novel at night. Of course she does. A lot of embroidery. But it's filthy embroidery. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god, do you think
1: she does cross stitches of like the best lines from Point Horrors? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I've got a favourite line. Okay. And I want you to do the line. Okay. Well, the action that's in the line. You know how much I love descriptions of laughs. Okay. Because remember we've had the laughing like the wind chime. Yep. Laughing like the evil Santa. Yep. And I'm sure there were others. Here we go. This is about the two vampires. One laugh was as high-pitched as a broken piccolo. The other... Wait, I'm not, I'm not finished. The other was as deep and mucky as oil wells. Both were evil. So not only do you have to do... So first, you need to do high-pitched as a broken piccolo, but evil. High <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And then you have to do deep and mucky as an oil well, also evil. <laughs> okay, so I'll be Piccolo and you be Oil Well. Are you ready? Okay. So wait, am I Flaps then and you're I'm Count I'm Flapula, and you're Count Hamster? <laughs> Hamstula? Hamstula. Oh. No, the Hampire. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's the Hampire. So I'm Count Flapula, and I'm you're the Hampire. I mean, we can swap. It doesn't matter. I'm a matter. vegan. <laughs> so you're the Hampire and I'm Count Flappula. Are you ready? Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> i don't know if i would find that scary i bet you would maybe actually if it happened randomly in the night actually yeah, get a
0: bit of reverb on it and that's
1: terrifying mm, yeah someone someone who can do audio do <laughs> do a spooky ringtone
0: <laughs> okay is it time for my alternate reading Maybe. Do you Hang have on. more? I'm just going to clarify here that vampires live in nests, can control night time within confined spaces and can wipe people's memories. Do you know what, what are you on? Do you know what that is? What? A hamster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what powers they have. That's true.
0: That's true. They would do eat their children. Yeah, that's true. Which is horrible. So
1: you don't know what they're capable of?
0: No. So I think this is the Alien 3 of the vampire trilogy. So it goes in a bold new direction, doesn't quite work, <laughs> but arguably is at least its own thing. I like it. Yeah. That's good enough. So go and tell us what you think.
1: Okay, my alternate reading. This is a story of sexual assault. This is a story of a rapist. Oh. So it's a story of some kids who've broken into a house and there's like a gross rapey man there. Okay. And he, through threats of violence, possibly a gun keeps them in the room
0: so what you've done there with, and the, with the force field yeah right after the previous victims yeah
1: <gasps> or maybe he shows them like photos of what he's done to people before as like a threat mm. to keep them there and you know um like i have heard theories that like uh alien abduction ideas are like people who've been sexually assaulted but it's like you can't I mean, obviously this isn't the case for everyone, but there is a theory that for some, like, you can't get your head around that. You don't want to accept it, so you like layer these fictions on top of it. So, that's a human wouldn't do
0: that. So it must be another exactly So I'm gonna
1: say that they're like a human wouldn't do this, it must have been a vampire. It must have been this evil creature where it's actually just a gross man.
0: Oh, it's Fritzel. It's Joseph Fritzel. Exactly.
1: (gasps) Right. And he said, one of you has to stay. Mm. The rest of you can go, one of you has to stay. Right, I've got some quotes for this, right? Uh, so here we go. The six teenagers look down at their own skin, largely bare in their skimpy summer clothing. How precious their skin seemed, how pale. So like, they're suddenly like Ooh. so vulnerable. Okay, here we go. And there's like loads of quotes about the vampire, which I think back up my theory. Here we go. Um, this is so like grossly sexual. Okay, I can't remember which character it is talking. One of the teenage boys. He wanted to wet his lips, but could not bring himself to open his mouth. Something would fly into his mouth if he parted his lips. Ooh. Tell me this is not a story about sexual assault. Come on. Yeah, go Okay, and here we go. They're talking about what will happen after they leave, right? We will all live together in some sort of mental and physical fog drained by the vampire, and we will not know, we will not remember. Is that like someone who's experienced an extreme trauma like I've heard it described as being like in a fog when you've experienced this trauma and you can't think about it or you can't deal with it okay here we go I'm nearly what two more quotes I feel like this is backing up my theory this is going to be so good for our PhD okay you could scream said the vampire she remembered that he liked screams (gasps) right and then here we go I feel like this is the ultimate quote which proves my point Perhaps all evil was like that. Perhaps it lay in wait for you, lying behind the door, in the back of the shutters, hidden by walls and strangers and habits, but it was there. Mm. All about how rapists and assaulters and abusers are just behind ordinary doors, in ordinary houses.
0: Oof. Right? Ten out of ten. Thanks! That's <laughs> a really good uh, alternative reading. So glad I did that in slit degree. <laughs> Also, that's not your English Lit degree. That's you listening to murder podcasts again and again. <laughs> Come on, Yeah, pretty much. Well,
1: my true crime true <laughs> crime podcast listening. No, because I feel like if you read it, I know I understand that like on a surface level, it's not a great book, right? Because it doesn't really have a story and mm-hmm. the vampire stuff doesn't fucking make sense. And she's clearly making it up as she goes along. But if you read it as it's about a group of teenagers who've been through this like sexually traumat- traumatic experience mm-hmm. and they can't deal with it,
0: that's very good, but I don't know where it goes in with the haunted shutters.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a perfect theory, it's just an alternate reading.
0: I like it. Very well done. Thanks. Can I give you my Paris favourite line? Yes. <clears throat> with shutters open, the tower seemed hungry, its flaps checking the air for food. <laughs> oh. up, 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 up. Yuck. <laughs> That's what it's
1: going to be like next time uh, either of us wants to have sex with our partner. David, attend. My
0: flaps are hungry for food. <laughs> Checking the air like mandibles. Uh, vaginal mandibles. Oh, oh, come on now. Oh. There's no
1: need for that. Um, I've, Do you know what? Someone somewhere is into that. Yeah. Someone's doing
0: some fan art of that Someone's right now. painting their own labia to be mandibles. Yep. Lab <laughs> <laughs> Mandia, <laughs> oh, Mandia! She's like Mandy, but Mandia. You know. Uh, can I? I've got some actual good lines as well. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I think there's loads of good lines. There are a low-growing mold, like an ancient cellar with a dirt floor. Oh, she a loves low a bit growing of dirt, mold. That
1: feels great to say.
0: Um, I've got two more. <clears throat> the vampire sifted slowly out of sight, not because he left, but because he ceased to be. Oh, hello third one she felt his molecules still drifting around the room like an evaporating perfume she did not even want to breathe lest vampire threads clog her lungs Uh, and you could read vampire threads as come couldn't you if you were going by your story wow
1: i wasn't actually thinking that (laughs) i was just thinking like the smell of a person like if you have a really a visceral physical reaction to someone like you wouldn't want to even smell their smell because it would be like inside you
0: i think that's how people were reacting to me when i was coming back off holiday when i hadn't been able to have a proper shower <laughs> in three days because <laughs> the hot water in my quite expensive like Como apartment was not working wow <laughs> yeah.
1: or me after my book launch where i had a very beautiful dress on but the sleeves are nylon and i was very sweaty and i had to uh, clasp my what's the word press my arms to my sides so that my stench <laughs> would not escape <laughs>
0: I hate when you're like doing something important and you just get a whiff of yourself and you're like oh no oh, shit now my entire energy has to go to making sure someone doesn't smell me <laughs> I can't continue with what I was doing do you ever doing. get
1: like one bad armpit I seem to get this a lot but it's not always the same armpit but mm. I get like one smelly armpit and one fine oh no. is that weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> pick pick and commit if you're gonna stink on one side I mean I reckon righty It's probably a bit more stinky than lefty that changes no I don't know why I'll I'll make a note of it next time I with you thanks I'll count how often it
1: is on either side
0: (laughs) no you won't no I won't why would I do that (laughs) why did I even say it who knows so there's no fashion and there's no particularly American things um but someone has the names someone has a car phone which is amazing (sighs) I've never seen a car phone I think I have. Really? My dad used to be a rep, a medical rep, and I think he had one. I remember my dad's first phone, but it wasn't a car phone. Never never been that fancy.
1: I remember the first mobile phone I saw, which was my posh uncle. He had a mobile phone. It Was enormous.
0: Shaped like a banana, and the bottom slid off, like to reveal the yeah. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Like they were trying to make a a walkie-talkie almost. Yeah. Yeah. And had little aerial come Mm -hmm. off the top. Yeah. My dad had the same. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's people who worked in like IT. Well, he
1: worked in finance. Oh, I see. So I suppose he needed it for being evil.
0: I remember my dad having a fucking pager. Oh, yeah. Up until about two years ago, I think he was using that pager.
1: (laughs) What are they even for?
0: I don't know, but my dad's the kind of person where if he has to go and buy a new phone, he goes, I don't want one that will get on the internet. I want one that will text and make calls. It's like, yes, literally all phones. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But fair
1: enough, you know, no need to pay like a grand and a half. For an iPhone if you're not even going to go on the internet. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He does know though, because he's got one.
0: Who's the heroine? Lacey? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's kind of an ensemble, but probably (laughs) Lacey the most. Um, Is she too stupid to live?
1: No. I don't think any of them are stupid. I actually think she's kind of tragically mature.
0: Like the bit where
1: they come back and they're like, look, we're nice, we came back. And she just kind of goes,
0: yep, Okay. I think that's so sad. It is, really. Yeah. And so mature as well. She's not stupid. No. Sherry's a bit evil. Yeah, not stupid though. Um, we haven't really got a sexy bad boy sociopath apart from...
1: The vampire. vampire. <laughs> yeah,
0: the vampire himself.
1: <laughs> the vampire in Count Flappula.
0: <sighs> Count is almost the good guy in this.
1: Yeah, or the least weird. evil guy.
0: Yeah. Which is a sneaky
1: uh, writer's trick if you're trying to have an anti-hero or like a morally ambiguous hero you just make someone else worse yeah so that they look good like in terminator 2 i can't remember that
0: oh come on he's the good
1: guy in terminator 2 the thumb oh yeah yeah you just make someone else worse or like there's a a trope of like men having to kidnap women this happens in terminator as well Mm -hmm. that he has to kidnap her to save her but you just make someone else worse. Yeah. So then they look good. Oh, I see.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll be using that in my forthcoming story. You <laughs> um, can have that tip for free. <laughs> we don't really have a death toll. No one really dies, do we? No. Um, no, the guy in the car dies.
1: The... Doesn't he die? He gets vampirised? Did I dream that? Did I dream this whole
0: book? <laughs> Maybe. I can't remember. There's a
1: guy who has the car with a car phone in it. And he's like a bit of a baddie. And he dies.
0: I've, met, I've left him out of my notes completely. Yep. Okay. He's very minor and pointless. Oh, I see. But he dies. Okay, well, let's have him I can't then. even remember what his name is. Death Toll 1. Mm-hmm. Um, Queer subtext. We Just two little mentions. On her bare neck, a queer cold finger pressed down. We've all been there. <laughs> uh, a queer wind blew him forward. <laughs> <laughs> and also that he's
1: a, the guy who's afraid a dick will go in his mouth.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you've, we've taken that Gay from sexual panic. Sexualists. <laughs> <Yep>. <gasps> I'd love to have a band called Gay Panic. Oh yeah, that'd be really good. That's good. Uh, Is it good though?
1: Yes, I mean I think so.
0: I thought it was really creepy. You've made it a lot better, which is unusual. (laughs) My job. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean it's kind of when you put it. A lot better than the second one. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: I just I found it really quite scary.
0: Sinister. Yeah.
1: And I really like CBC's prose. Like, even when she slips into purple prose, I still quite enjoy it.
0: Um, what are you giving it out of five, though? Three. Stop guessing what you think I'm going to say. I don't care what you're oh, going to say. okay. Three. Okay. Fair, okay. No, I was thinking to myself, do I want
1: to give it a four? But then I was like, nah, it's not good enough for a four. Like, CBC's done way better. So I'm yeah. going to say three.
0: Oh, no, the police are coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You didn't give CBC a five. Yeah. I think it's probably because of all the things we said <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, have happened. They were just a bit delayed. Um, how about good-bad?
1: Mm, Two. It's got some kind of dumb, silly
0: bits. It's got a fucking nest of vampires. All right, three. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, mm. okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so it's kind of fine. It is, it is the diehard. It's one, three, two in order of how good yeah,
1: Yeah, it's not as good as the first one but it's better than the second one.
0: Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Look at that, we've agreed. Yeah. Look at that, someone has compromised. Hello. Actually, no one's compromised. <laughs> we just agree. That's my kind of compromise where everyone just agrees from the off. Um, Technically, you agreed with me because I said the numbers first. Me, mm-hmm. me. Well, that's fucking you all over, isn't it? Well, I did it first so I think it must have been me. <laughs> Older sibling right there. Yeah. Um... So that was that's our number ten for this series. Yeah. So next time we'll be comparing Shit, that went them. Fast. I know it did. Um, we'll be comparing all of them. And Robot Stein might not be at the bottom. Oh no, he might still be.
1: No, and he might just not be all of the bottom. Yeah. One will of be his
0: maybe slightly higher. We should send him a certificate.
1: It depends if we think anyone else did worse.
0: That's a very <laughs> Basically. Good point. Basically, it's his to lose, isn't it? The losing. Mm, yeah. Right. Is he, he, may- he going to lose bottom place? <laughs> Can he snatch defeat from the jaws of victory? <laughs> Maybe he still can. Um, well, that was it. If anyone can. Robot can. <laughs> so where can people get us between now and then, Kirsty? Now and next week.
1: Now and then they can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod.
0: And you know, but I'm going to tell you anyway, that if you want to support the podcast more than you already do by just being great listeners, you can go to patreon.com slash teenage screen podcast, and you can actually give us as much as you want, mm-hmm. but if you... If you happen to be a bored millionaire... I see, I was going for like a dollar, but you oh. see that you're going for a million. <laughs> I'm going the other way. If you are a bored millionaire, yeah, hook us up. Um,
1: but if you give us Although five... Although these days you would need to be a multi-millionaire to throw your money around, really. The way the pound's going... <laughs>
0: god Let's give her two sweets um, <laughs> if you give us five dollars a month you'll get um a free episode every month and there's loads now and then we keep doing them so there'll be more loads and then
1: uh... we've done loads now <laughs> and we're just gonna keep going until you make us stop
0: <laughs> and you also get a really cool pin badge and you get to keep us going because um that's literally how we make money <laughs> doing mm-hmm. this so yeah Thanks. wrap up next time Bind up, as you call it. A bind up? Bind Why do up I, I say bind up? I don't know.
1: We're <laughs> going to have a full season bind up. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah. We've had some good ones. Actually yeah, I'm excited. A good time, I feel like it? this is one of
1: the best seasons, actually. <gasps> In terms of books, not us.
0: I was going to say, probably not, <laughs> not quality content. but. <laughs> 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 okay, see you next week. Bye.